Hey, podcast family. Did you know that on May 2nd and 3rd, 2024, our 3D Growth Summit is happening in Nashville, Tennessee? But in-person tickets are already sold out with nearly 400 attendees. But you don't have to miss out. You can get exclusive access to our live stream and post-event recordings for just $395. Yes, you heard that right. For a single fee, you and your entire dental team can learn from our industry leaders with online recordings available after the event. So secure your spot now before it's too late by visiting www.3d-dentist.com slash 3D Summit or give us a call at 855-332-2285 and get your tickets for the live stream and event recording today. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Uh, so listen, I want to talk about um, the two hats that every dentist has to wear. Right. Um, and uh, hat number one is the employee, de- the dentist as an employee, and hat number two, the dentist as a leader. And uh, one of the misconceptions I think people have is that uh, a leader is only a person that owns a practice. And I really want to turn that around and say that whether you're an associate, whether you're an employee, whether you're in a hospital dentist, whether you're on an Indian reservation, uh, I think ultimately you wear both these hats. Uh, the hat as the employee and what those roles are and what you have to do, and the hat as uh, the business leader um, and all those things you have to do. So um, uh, let's kind of get started with that. Welcome to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal where our goal is to change the way you practice dentistry by helping you achieve clinical, financial, and personal balance. Now, here's your host, T-Bone. Let's start with talking about the employee dentist. The the role, I I said that, see, I've already said that wrong. Uh, The role of a dentist as an employee, and I call that being in your job. Okay. 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 And to me, what that means is, uh, for example, uh, I'm a practice owner, Okay, but I'm an employee of my practice. In other words, I go in three to four days a week. I twiddle on teeth. It's what I do on a day-to-day basis in my job. Okay, so we've always had this back and forth on you're running a business, but you're part of the business. That's correct. So, okay, maybe we should talk about that real quick. So I I think um, it's unique in healthcare. Okay, Um, actually, it's not unique to healthcare. Let's think about it as uh, the person that owns a restaurant. Mm -hmm. The small mom and pop restaurant, that restaurant owner is the owner of a business, right. but then yet they're also probably the ones cooking or the right. ones working the line or anything like that. So there's two distinct hats that they wear, uh, which is, hey, when I'm, like for me, when I'm at the chair, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just an employee dentist. Right. I have to, the things I do have to be reflective of the practice vision and not necessarily my personal vision. That's right. So one of the things we've talked about in the past, you know, you guys are actually, um, you don't really have a business, right? If you're a solo practice, you really don't have a, a business. You sure, have, so we don't, yeah, I don't want to get into that yeah, necessarily, okay. but. I yeah. got you, okay. So we're going to talk about a couple of things. Um, you had mentioned, um, what are the roles, right? So let's talk about the leadership. Right. What does that mean? So yeah, so leadership is going to be all the things that we're doing when we're not in the chair. Right. Okay, and that's when you, what I call working on your profession as a dentist. So uh, let's kind of move over to, so we're talking about in your job, working as a DDS, uh, that's what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. But now let's talk about the clinical skills, okay, okay, and the education. So one of the things to advance yourself as a clinician, as an employee, whether you own the practice, whether you're an associate, is that you have to consistently educate yourself to be able to um, expand your skill sets. So, uh, and I, I think this is an area where you find uh, significant uh, challenges. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, one of the things we've talked about in the past that I struggle with is continuing it. You see someone buy a lot of technology, okay? But we're in the technology world. Right. And people get trained initially and they think they're done. So here we are two, three years later and we're doing the same thing that we did the first six months with that technology. So one thing I've always challenged you on, I'm like, when we take CE, are we doing it out of necessity or passion or we're trying to grow? Right. So I, I think that's something we need to really talk about. So many times we hear people say, why is he or she growing and I'm not? So there being that, that comparative uh, from the outside, right. one of your clients will say, hey, why is so-and-so seem to be growing and another person's not? And usually the answer is, 
education, right? It's the commitment to the trade. Well, and so often I would ask anyone, you know, if you're really honest with yourself, okay, when you walk into said practice, I have this conversation over and over, you're going to get one of four things with the average practice. Right. The top five procedures. Right. Uh, Hygiene, direct restorations, indirect restoration, extraction, endodontics. Those days, that was okay. That served you well 10 years ago. But now we're at the point, I tell everybody, I sell time. I'm selling patient time and I'm selling doctor time. So when you have somebody come in, we've often talked about it, understand how inconvenient it is to come see you. So when you so you have to always be expanding because that's what your patient is asking for. They trust you, they like you, they want you to do everything. Right. But where you guys seem to struggle is yes, we know we need to grow, but I want to grow in things that I feel comfortable with and more importantly that I enjoy. Right. But education is my biggest pet peeve. Um, and it's the hardest thing for me because I'm asking you to spend a quarter million dollars, but for the rest of your life, spend three to five thousand dollars a year on education. At least, if not, yeah. And that, at the end day, yeah, three to five, six, seven thousand dollars is all you need to spend. And yeah, we break that down. That's not even a measurable percentage. But you know, as a consultant, as a salesperson, whatever it is, when you're telling somebody, trust me, spend a quarter million, and there's first time people spend that, we're talking two thousand dollars a month to forty-five hundred dollars a month capital investment. It's a big dollar. So for the first time, you can never be insensitive to that. And by the way, doctor, I'm going to cover your education for the first year. Right. But after that, it took me 20 years to get the courage to say this. If you're not willing to invest four to $6,000 a year for the rest of your life, don't buy this technology. Anything, any, I don't care what it is. Well, they should be investing that anyway. Right. So, I, I, and to me, kind of getting back on track yeah. here is, is part of this is, you know, as, as a dentist, that's your trade. Right. Okay, you're going to work in your practice. you got to have good skills right. in how you work on your patients. Right. Okay, that's that's learning to do class twos. Whether that's all you ever want to do, you just want to do them better, faster, more, more economically, more efficiently, more cosmetically. You want to start putting stains in them. Whatever it is you want to do, you want to constantly continue to grow your skill set. Uh, part of also, part of that uh, education and growth part of being uh, in your practice is also chairside manners. Right. And I think this is something where uh, we all struggle. Uh, as a young dentist, uh, uh, our life experiences are a little bit different. Right. Um, our patient experiences are different. So we have a tendency to be a little bit more talkative, a little bit more kind of comical in a way. Uh, maybe sometimes try to be overly professional, become stiff right. in a way. And, um, you know, to me, chairside manner is so important. And one of the things that we've struggled with, uh, or I've struggled with, is always been um, the concept of, yeah, yeah, they know what a filling is. Well, I've done it so many times that I don't, you know, it's just second nature to me. I got uh, uh, one of the other videos I've released on our YouTube channel is uh, Megan giving me a hard time about telling a lady that... Uh, we're going to take your bridge off and put a new one on. And, and she did, she said, you didn't really explain it to her. You didn't tell her yep. exactly what you're doing and all of those things. Big, that's another thing that I struggle with. Again, it's great being able to walk the halls and listen. Mm. Every day, I, I'm listening. And it's something I've learned over time is to listen more than we talk. Right. A couple of things on the leadership. I, I hear so many successful people tell me I struggle with leadership. And it's just hard. That's something that... Um, you just you have to understand it is hard. It's not innate with most people, but when it comes to listening and talking to your patients, um, everyone goes labor talks. Yeah. And the other thing, I mean, oh my gosh, it's and I get it. It's because you're trying to justify what you're doing, and often sometimes we have this you know saying, "Well, we do." Sometimes you just shut up and take the order, <laughs> right? But we're like, "Are you sure? We want to make sure." It just shut up because anytime you start talking more, it's intimidating to a patient. Um, but also, just second guess. And be sensitive to them. Just because you do it over and over and over again, what's a big deal to them? That's probably, you know, slow down and just listen. I'm going to give you a great analogy. Uh, just happened to me this week. Um, my daughter is 10, and she's getting ready to go through orthodontics. And uh, she has a few baby teeth that are retained, the, you know, the permanent teeth are coming out, the canines. And my wife is like, so they need to get the teeth taken out. And her perception of getting a baby canine taken out was the equivalent of getting wisdom teeth taken out. Right. You know, and, and she kept asking me these questions, what's the recovery time and all of these things. And, and she's like, why aren't you telling me? Why aren't you just explaining this to me like I'm a patient? I'm like, because I assume you know. 
Yeah. And, you know, she's married to me, right? She's seen this in and out, in and out all the time. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it was eye-opening for me. Well, the other thing is to be genuine, be genuine mm -hmm. okay? Body language is huge. And listen, I, you know, like our, our friend Dr. Lee said one day, yeah. you can't script that. Some people need a script. It's a framework. Right. So be genuine. And so often I'll see, you know, someone in hygiene doing a check and you have your mask on, you have your gloves out and you're exploring one hand and you're mirroring the other and you're listening and nodding. What I see, it what I feel as a patient, that's like saying, I'm going to listen to you until you shut up. Until you shut up. Yeah. When you engage someone, you do exactly what we're doing. Okay. Right. Working in someone's mouth is an intimate relationship. And they're giving you money for that. And I don't think that is something that you guys have all, you have to slow down. You know, one of my... Um, How do we slow down and make more money? Well, you know, but we'll come back to that. that but, that's, you know, that's another touch on that. 30 seconds, or 10 yeah. seconds. When you quit thinking about it, you end up doing well. And when you slow down, you do better. I cut my clientele about 50% over 10 years, and I only grew. Okay, so it's just, it's a mindset. But when you're talking to these patients, you need to be needing me. When it's something really important, stop what you're doing, take your gloves off, take your mask off, spin around and look them in the eye. You know, on that note, and then we'll move on, is um, I'm amazed at how much dentistry walks out of people's doors because they never give the patient the opportunity to talk. <laughs> And they never spend time listening. You know, that whole, you know, I'm in a hurry. I've got two patients in the chair. i got to go do a hygiene check. That could have been the patient that needed a quadrant with the dentistry done. Right. Or that needed something else or all these things. And, and that's the important point of slowing down because, look, I, I know we argue about who has the best practice and stuff right. like that. And, you know, here's what I'll say about our practice. We do pretty good numbers with two hygienists. That support one one and a half doctors. Right. In most offices, they need two hygienists just to support one, and a lot of that comes from focusing on listening to the patient, um, asking them what they want, what's important to them, right. uh, and all of those things. So that's part of it, you know. And, and just to kind of wrap up the clinical skill part of this, whether you're an owner or not, as a professional, okay, as a trade, as a dentist, I always want you to be thinking about moving up the ladder. Okay, uh, as if you're in a corporate world. Like, for example, you know, your parents, not, not yours, but the listeners' parents may have been uh, at IBM. And over time, the person moves up. That moving up doesn't just happen because they do the same thing right. over and over again. They're learning new skills. They're exerting themselves. They're putting themselves in positions to be thought of. They're staying on top of the mind. And as a dentist in your trade, you know, that's what I want people to do. I want them to be committed to the education, committed to the chair side manners, to be committed to having a mindset of moving up the ladder. You guys don't have the, um, you don't get organic growth. Okay, it's just very, very little, and that's not tangible, right? You can't right. go to the bank with organic growth. So, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Right. So. so the third part of being a, an employee in your practice is being part of a team. Okay, and I think this is uh, where a lot of dentists, when they talk about leadership, uh, most of the time, like when I speak, uh, I put up a thing asking dentists what's the number one challenge in practice, and bar none, it's always team. Right. Uh, to me, that's a leadership issue. Like, and I think um, I've been fortunate, whether I'm a good leader or a bad leader. Uh, you say I lead by fear sometimes, but uh, um, you know, I think one of the things is my team will tell you I'm part of them. Right. Uh, I have two distinct times. I, I will have a time where I'm a teammate. And then on occasion, I'll have a time where I have to be the boss. Right. I have to put my boss hat on. And I think uh, that starts for me. Some examples, just not saying this is what they have to do. I park where my team parks. Right. I walk in the back door where my team works. And I help organize. I help clean. Uh, you know, they know that's not my favorite area of things to do. Personally, but you're not about it. But I'm not, I'm not above it. Right. You know, and I'll sweep the floors. I'll do what it takes. And I think it's important for my team to see that uh, because it sets the tone. And it also knows that, hey, it's not like he's telling us to park back there and then he's parking up here. Right. Or he's telling us to be here at this time. Just something simple as, hey, we start our midday at 7.45. It's not okay for me to walk. Like, I walked in at 7.46 the other day, and they're like, why don't you take a seat? I said, no, I started late. I missed morning meeting. Yeah. Well, so a good friend of mine had a startup company, and one thing he told me, he said, you know, your team is, is like raising a family. Not that your family, you know, is a big difference. And the reason being is like you want to be respected, you don't want to be feared. It's yes. just like with my kids, right? I don't yell at my kids. 
I do exactly what I say I'm going to do with my kids. And then when we have a situation, give them a hug and I love you, it's not negotiable. Mistakes happen and we move on, but I do exactly what I say I'm going to do. We don't threaten, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's cliche, you know, attitude is reflection of leadership. Um, and I don't think you've been lucky, first of all, with your team. You have been through more people, probably about 45% compared to most, if we're being honest. But, but I think as you've but grown, you have to be. Well, you, Quite frankly, you have to be. Well, you've grown a lot professionally, um, and you've become a little more patient, but you don't settle at all. And I think your team understands, too, that you want them here. They're going to make the top amount at that position as long as they're doing their job. Mm -hmm. And it's okay if they're not because you're like, you know what? We want to help you find somewhere where you're happy. Yeah. Right. It's interesting. I have that. Uh, I have that. Um, I don't love that, that I've been through team members or I have that uh, perception that I right. go through team. And, and the truth is, is once you're here a year, you're here for a long time. Yeah. It's making that first year is the hard part. Uh, because to me, that's that's that shows me everything. Right. Your work ethic, uh, your commitment to education, your commitment to learning. Uh, just right now, I, uh, Alyssa, who's my uh, least experienced assistant, has right. been here the shortest amount of time. Uh, we're starting some clinical trials uh, and, and with some uh, with some different companies. Um, and I put her in charge of that. Well, let me tell you this too. So, you know, it is a small community here. Um, it's not a big geographic area and I've run into a lot of your past employees mm -hmm. and I think it's testament um, you have people who go somewhere else and they're like you know as hard as that was it was mm -hmm. the best thing that ever happened to me professionally and everyone wants the employees that come from here yeah you know, so almost all yeah. most of them so yeah. um, a couple other things you wanted to talk about um, was you, the struggles of being a leader right well I want before we get there yeah. last thing on being a teammate yep okay um, is as you touched on you know, knowing your people, yeah. okay? Like, uh, I use my hygienist Angela, for example. Uh, you know, when she always says, when you sit down, the first thing you ask me is not about how practice is going or how your work is going, but how your family life is going. Yeah. And I think that's part of cultivating a good team and being a good employee is, uh, especially for associates out there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I remember this when I, at the first office I worked at where I met you, um, I used to go to lunch with the team and they were like, well, our other doctors know. I said, oh, I'm just like, I get paid by the man just like you do. Let me ask you a question yeah. on that. I know you do it because I know you, okay? And the people who don't know you, and I know you're genuine. You don't ask much. You don't have the time to ask frivolous questions. I know your day is very calculated. How do you, if someone who's not doing that, all of a sudden it's like, let's go to lunch. Yeah. I mean, does it seem like it's calculated with some folks? You know what I mean when I say that? Listen, I think there's... It's not a checklist. Well, I, so here's my argument to you on this, okay? Um, is when somebody starts new, that's different for them, correct? Right. So so is it calculated for them, right? Are right. they perceiving it as calculated? I think if we live by fear of, 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 of people looking at it as calculated, uh, then we'll never get anywhere. And, and you're right. It, it is calculated. Okay, everything we do is calculated, okay? Because I want to cultivate great people because I want to be successful, so it's calculated. Now, the first few times may come across that way, but when it becomes consistent... And then you're genuine. Then you're genuine. Then you're authentic, right? right? And I think, um, I, I think if we can just be authentic in our practice, who we are, assuming we're good people, um, then, then we're going to win. And what the books tell us on this, all the books say business is business. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you say to that? I mean, like, well, we're in the people business, okay? okay? And our business is people. Uh, so, um, unfortunately, people don't always pay the bills. But I, I firmly live that um, that I want to know my teammates. I want to know what's going on in their lives. I want to know, and, and this is a calculated part of it. I want to know what's happening in their life because it affects me. Okay. Uh, so, for example, a teammate of mine, uh, I found out that she was working as a waitress uh, in the evenings and the weekends. And you know, I just had a conversation, you know, what's going on? I, I happened to see you at XYZ Restaurant. Uh, are things not good enough here? And uh, it's not that I want to hold them back from doing it, but I want to understand. And, and so what that allowed us to do was open up a conversation about why, I mean, I know why they're doing it. Sure. I mean, that's, that's well, a good thing. Well, they need to know that you, you noticed and care about it. And I, I care about it. But what, what I, that opened up was a conversation of how can, you know, I said, how can I make it so that you won't have to do that? So you can be 100% dedicated to our practice. Well, we're probably going to move it on. Stay with us. 
We'll be right back. Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career just like it did for me. So, are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com, check out our upcoming sessions, and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Team section. I came from a family business much like you. And something my father taught me was, son, be careful of the people that you work around because their problems become your problems. Yeah. And that's hard. If they can't handle money or they're having money problems, then don't put them in that portion of your business. Because if they can't manage their own money, they can't manage yours. That's fair. But this is a situation where, like, no, no, they're making money. Unrelated. Yeah, unrelated. Absolutely. But, yeah. So, you know, I think, see, by having conversations naturally, because we've had these over time, right. what what allowed, what happens there is I'm able to very cleanly ask her, hey, what's going on there? Right. You know, listen, I can't stop you. Know, I don't want to stop you from doing it. I just want to know why you're doing it. And it opened up the conversation. So hear me out on this. Yeah. It opened the conversation to say, what would it take for us to not have you do that so you can be 100% dedicated? Would you, hey, would you like that? Because some people like working. Right. Okay. I mean, and there's nothing I can do for that. Okay. Then, and then, then I might say, uh, look who's talking, right? Then I might say, well, maybe we should expand hours here and something like that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what, what that led the conversation to is, I'd like to make this much so I don't have to do that. Well, no problem. Here's what it'll take to do that. Okay. I see that as an opportunity here. If they said, hey, I want to make this, I'm like, listen, we're never going to get there. Right. This may not be the right place, or you may need to continue doing that the rest of your life. Right. Uh, and so that's a good, I think that's a great conversation to have with team members. It's a little bit more into the business owner side of things, but as an employee of the practice, which every dentist is, even if you don't own the practice, you're an employee of the practice, uh, it's unbelievably important to know your team and your family uh, because they spend more time with you than they do with anybody else. From the top down, when we talk about these three things today, yeah. um, and I mean, if you realize this, again, it's organic. What you're creating is something that I think every company, I don't care if you're a company of one, or if you're a Fortune 500 company, once you have buy-in and culture, yeah. so that's what you're essentially... It's a personality. I call it practice personality. Yeah. You know, what is the personality of your practice? Yeah. Some people, some places are serious, right? and there's nothing wrong with that. Some places are fun, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, every, every practice should have their personality, and the dentist, as an owner or even non-owner, uh, is part of that, and they have to be a part of the team. You know, they, they have to not be above that. Do you know what Starbucks calls that? They practice, you know, you have your family life, you have your work life, and then at Starbucks, they like to blend the two. I just met a barista in Greenville the other day, and I went, like, how long have you been here? Because I see her every other Thursday morning at 5.30, right when they open. Yeah. I'm like, you're always here, because I'm like, good, I've been here 13 years. I'm like, that loyalty is phenomenal. She said, well, she said, Starbucks makes it easy. But she said, we have this thing, it's called um, home space, workspace, and third space. Starbucks does a great job of blending the two, and they call it a third space. I never have heard that term before. I thought that was interesting. So uh, again, we're on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Yeah. I'm here with Chuck McKee, my my uh, dental supply rep, and uh, I'm Dr. Turner. Almost you know me as T-Bone, and uh, we're talking about the two hats uh, that every dentist wears. 
Uh, and we talked about hat number one being uh, the dentist that is the employee of the practice, whether you're the business owner or not, you're, you're, the, you're the dentist, you're the, the, the worker bee. Uh, and then part number two is the leader. Uh, or the, the, and um, so what I want to focus on now is switch gears to going from being the dentist, the tradesman, yep. to being dentist, uh, the leader right. of the practice. And before we go into this, uh, the misconception that I want to talk about, which I think is a huge misconception, um, is that you're a leader whether you're an owner or not. Okay, and, and the reason I say this is like I was a leader when I worked for the, the DSO that I worked for in 1999 and 2000. And, and that, that leader was building my personal skills, my personal brand, where I wanted to be and how I wanted to be remembered uh, by, by my patients and my teammates at the time. And so I'm in control of my own success. Whether I'm an employee, whether I'm a business owner, I want to control my own success. And to me, that's all about leadership. So for someone that says, hey, I just work for someone, that, that doesn't mean that, you're not, that you don't need to be a leader. Right. Uh, you gotta be a leader there as well. So uh, we wanna talk about a couple of things here is working on your job. What I wanna talk about is personal branding and then business leadership. Uh, so let's talk about working on your job. Right. Uh, too many dentists work in their job right. four days a week. Right. They clock the doors Thursday at five o'clock and they don't do anything on the job uh, until Monday morning when they're back in their job. Uh, so I think there's importance in being on the job, communication skills, uh, how you communicate with your team, how you communicate with your patients. You know, to me, leadership is a component of communication. It's the words we use, uh, when we speak, when we don't speak, what pitch that we speak at, whether we're angry or not angry. How you carry yourself. The body language, right? you know, all of those things. It's just like this morning, you said, hey, you just looked at me and said, you seem like you have a lot on your mind. Right. I didn't even say one word. Right. Right, and, and so that's that's part of leadership, right? And, and to me, that those, I, I wanna get, I wanna impact dentists to work on their job, on their business. Well, one thing too, we've talked about this for 10 years. Um, in, in dentistry, this business of dentistry affords you a wonderful lifestyle. No it buys you a lot of time. But what I just so upset with this, people seem to hit this plateau, and it's usually their first goal, and they stay there, and, and they don't work on their practice. People are like, what, what do you mean? To get to the next level, you don't have the luxury of leaving Thursday at four o'clock and, and not working on your practice. I'm like, if that's okay, but that will bode you well for five or six years, and then you're gonna be going backwards. Or that'll get you to a, a, a average income level. Yeah. Okay, and, and listen, you know, I'm starting all my talks now with this, mm -hmm. uh, because I've had some people say, not everybody wants to do this, your, your message didn't resonate with me. I'm like, but it should. Right. Um, and well, it doesn't matter if you have five offices or one. If you have five employees or 10, it's, it's a business. And it's even harder when you're small because each one of those cogs in the wheel are more important. Yeah, because it's not scale. It's more disruptive. But you have to, you know, we've talked, we had Dr. Lee on a month or so ago, and one of the things he talked about is like, look, everybody sees this wonderful lifestyle, this wonderful building practice, but what they don't see is Friday. I'm planning. I'm reading a book. I'm spending time. If you're going to be at the income level of a doctor, it comes with extreme, extreme, um, responsibilities on yeah. your business. Yeah. You do not get the idea. You can't just turn your key and go, well, you know, I want to talk about that. So you said the word Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And, yeah. and what I really appreciate and uh, am jealous of is those that have cutoffs. Right. They say, listen, I'm a family guy. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it is, reserved for my family. Um, I'm jealous of that because my mind doesn't think that way. Right. But working on your practice doesn't necessarily mean Thursday from 5 p.m. till Monday morning at 8 a.m. Right. Um, one of the things I do, and, and I don't do a good enough job explaining this, I talk to people about how I take 10 to 12 weeks off per year. Right. I don't say 10 to 12 weeks of vacation. Right. Okay. So what happens is about three times a year I take a week off and I come to the office and I don't see patients. Right. Those are my on my practice time. Right. 
Um, and, and I think that's important. I think one of the things that I learned early in my career, and it, it, struck, it, it hurt me in the beginning because I didn't economically want in a position to do this, but it taught me unbelievably good habits, uh, was to take a week off every six weeks. Right. Every six to eight weeks, take a week off. Um, and whether you use that, utilize that time as vacation time or time to be the business leader in your practice, um, it's an important time. So now about once every quarter or so, uh, maybe a little bit less than that, I take, I take an entire week off of work. Uh, it's quote unquote vacation time, but it's not vacation. Right. And I come to the office, eight, just like normal, eight o'clock to five o'clock, 7.45 to five o'clock, just like normal, take lunch the whole time. And I'm here working on the practice. I'm here scheduling one or two hour blocks with each team member during that week so that I can get some one-on-one -on -one time, talk about how things are going, create some action plans. Uh, so um, not all time off is vacation time when it comes to some of those things. You know what I love about being in our 40s now? Um, and we're barely in our 40s, so let me say that. Um, I tell everyone, and I, I coined this, and I'm gonna, and I, I just love this. The older we get, the better our vision gets. Have you noticed that? I wouldn't say it's better, I think it's more clear. Well, there you go, so It's more clarity and more definition. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love to hear you say that, because that's, that's huge, but so, everything with you and the people listening it's on a different scale, okay? I know we try to tell everyone that you're just like them, but you're not. But here's the thing, when we talk- Our practice about, is just like them. Something, I coach a lot of people in our industry that do what I do, whether they work for Patterson or a manufacturer. And one of the things I tell them, I'm passionate, I'm reading after hours when my wife falls asleep on the couch, and yeah. I, I love it, you know? And I'm not gonna apologize for that. I'm not gonna apologize for getting excited about work on Sunday, right? So I struggle with that because I love my family and I love what I do, but. Here's what I tell everyone. When you work in your practice or you work in your territory, you work with your company, this is very simple math. Everything is math. Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, whatever your day is, be there 110%. Right. Start there. You don't have to stay late on Friday. You don't have to work Friday if you're a dentist. But here's what I want from you. Get to work 30 minutes early, stay 30 minutes late, and have a working lunch. But be there 110%. Don't be on social media unless you know, that's after hours. But when you're here, you be here. Because like I said, attitude or reflection of leadership and people are watching you. So step one of being a great leader is to be a leader. You know, lunch break is a luxury. I struggle with lunch break, yeah. but if you're gonna get up and drive your car here to your business that you've invested your whole life into and your life savings, and at any given moment it's all gone, be here. Be here 100%. Yeah, but the challenge, Chuck, is, and where I'm trying to reach is, not everybody's passionate like us. Not everybody loves what they do. Yeah. And part of my goal right now, you know, as, as listen, as a training center, as a teaching yeah. center, that part of me wants to tap into people that are passionate because they're the ones spending the time and money to learn things. What, what's it, did you say that's 25% of our profession, if we're being honest? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, podcast family. T-Bone here, bringing you our newest live patient implant training, Full Arch Express. For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into Full Arch Implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one -on -one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect too, teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now, back to this week's episode. 
I, I would say it's high? No, I would say it's probably 15 20%. Okay, so here's our message on this. To be a leader, you have to be happy. Yeah. Is that fair? It's probably 25%. Okay. Uh, it's so probably 25%. I think a lot of people probably listening should consider selling their practice. Listen well, and be a professional associate. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think we're going to talk about that in our next episode. Okay. Uh, one of the upcoming episodes on overhead. Okay. And uh, I'm not saying for them to do it. Right. I'm just saying that we need to look at things differently. But I don't want to digress. Yeah. So again, we're on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. I'm here with Chuck McKee today. Uh, my cotton roll guy. I love calling him my cotton roll I guy. love it. Although I don't even know if I buy cotton rolls. We buy cotton rolls. But it's bigger, you're near dry guy. What does that mean? It's the little triangle that you oh, use. The, the, little the triangle. I call them triangles. It's a little triangle. Yeah, so, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so today we're talking about the two hats that every dentist must wear. The hat as an employee in the practice and the hat as a leader in the practice. Uh, right now we're talking about leadership. And that applies to whether you're a owner or a non-owner. And really what I want to get into is the personal branding side of things. Okay. And what I mean by personal branding is becoming known for something becoming an expert at something, and becoming a referral source for those in your community. And maybe we never achieve that referral source part of it, right. but whether you're, whether you're an owner or non-owner, to me, leadership is, is personal branding. It's about what do you want to be? Do you want to be known as the guy that does fillings? Okay. Do you want to be the guy that does beautiful Sarah crowns or regular crowns, whatever right. it may be? Do you want to be the cosmetics guy? Do you want to be the implant gal? Do you want to be the ortho gal? What, what is it that you want to do? And to me, part of leadership is identifying where your passion lies right. and doing those things that it takes to become great at those things and become known for that. And known is not a national known. Right. It's not even a local known. It's an internal known. So it's a known inside of your practice for this is the person that does this procedure. Okay, so let's play real quick. 20 seconds here. Okay. I say something okay. and you give me a one word answer. Okay. Um, Raleigh Dental Arts. First thing, what comes to your mind? What are you known for when you Google Raleigh Dental Arts? First thing. Uh, service. Service. Okay, uh, Chuck McKee. Uh, service. Okay, service. So here's what I was hoping you would say. Mm -hmm. Implants. Okay. Technology integration. Okay. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Uh, chicken. Starbucks. Coffee. Coffee. Okay, right. there's a great book called One Thing. Right. And I tell everyone all the time, you know, we talk about this. You pull me in your, in your office, I have dental all the no, time. No, let me back. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you had asked my name, right. then I would have said dental implants. Okay. Or sleep apnea. So often we talk about this. I get pulled into an office. Chuck, what do you think about my logo? And I'm like, I didn't care. Yeah. Okay, I'm at that point. I can say that. You shouldn't care as much as you think. You're not a Fortune 500 company. Okay, you're not Apple. People aren't downloading. You're not, you're not company branding. You're personal branding. Right. Totally different thing. Somebody looks up your website, mm -hmm. Dr. Smith. They look it up. Tell me the first thing you see in 30 seconds. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. 30 seconds. What's the first thing they see? And here's what I would tell you. You're just like anybody in this in town. You know, um, I want to ask you a question what, since you said website. You know what the second most read page of any website is? No idea. The about page. Okay. Statistically, no matter what, it is the second most read web page in any website. Yeah. And I would argue that me included, most dentists included, have a pretty crappy about page. Why do you think that's important? Because people want to know who they're dealing with. People don't buy implants. They buy the person that's providing the implants. I don't buy cotton rolls. I buy the person that's providing that for me. You know, I, I, like for example, I have no earthly idea what brand of what I buy. Right. Except those things that really matter to me. Right. Okay. Fixture but, related. But, you know, fixture related, you know, materials related, store at a high level, I know that. Okay. Right. But when it comes to everything else, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's a brand, right? And see, to me, that's everything. So if I were, if I were an associate, I would, I would almost mandate, I don't know if you can do that, but yeah. I would be pretty strong about it that I wanted to control the about page. Right. And I wanted that about page to really reflect who I am because to me, as an associate, I was competitive that I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be the person that they chose in that office. People, people buy, people go to, people invest in people that are like them. Yeah. When they get to about, I tell people all the time, they want, they want in. Okay, and that's where you do a great job with social media. You let them in just a little bit. They see that you're a doctor, they know that your wife's a doctor, you have three kids, 
they know that you, what they see from that is, hey, you're educated, but you understand time. You know, like, and people, on that, uh, people will say, why are you so, why do you, like, I got so much grief for the longest time is, why do you not separate your personal Facebook from your professional Facebook? I go, because I want all my patients and all my friends and everybody around me to know how much I love what I do. Yeah. Okay, because... While my, most of my friends aren't always my patients, but I can tell you this, if they broke a tooth, they needed cosmetically fixed, they would come to me. Right. Okay, if they lost a tooth, needed a tooth replaced, or a friend needed a tooth replaced, they would refer it to me. Right. Okay, because they know that these are areas of passion and mind. Yeah. So I don't mind a little bit of bleeding between personal and professional right. to go out there, because I think it's important. I think personal branding is probably the number one thing that uh, every dentist needs to work on. Uh, I think every sales rep yeah. needs to work on, and we've been working on that with you for yeah. a couple of three years now, yeah. and, and you see the benefits of it. And, um, well, it, you know what, it helps you accountable too. It does, right? It does. So you're, you, listen, you're a leader in your community at every level, and so people need to know that, hey, you can't clown around, yeah. so when you blend the two. So one of the things you talk about with your brand, mm -hmm. let's go back to the website thing, you have 30 seconds, we talk about that. What do you want to be known for? I tell people all the time, what are you the happiest about in dentistry? They call that the hero image in web circles. Right. Okay, that is the, the headline banner. Right. And the words that it says, I'm, we are Raleigh, for, I'm just going to use, yep. I'm going to make a, we, I am Chuck McKee and I help you grow practices. Yep. Okay. So to me, it says within just, you just state it. Yep. You don't want to, you don't want to make people infer. Yep. And I'm not trying, I don't want to talk about websites anymore. No, no, but that's too. fine. Well, your point is, we know within 30 seconds when you're branding, you know what, that's great. I don't need that. Move on. Yeah. And that's okay. Because you yeah. can't serve everything. Like, I'll give an example. Uh, I want Dr. Leedy in our practice to be mm -hmm. known for the infrafrenectomies. A, because I don't want to do them. Right. And B, because I want to grow his brand. You know, I want him to be known for that. And uh, so, to me, as an associate, as a practice owner, uh, let's move on to the practice owner for a yeah. second. Um, and this is a passion of mine right now. Uh, and I think I'm mistaken sometimes. I tell uh, owner dentists, if you've been out 10 years, you should never do a filling again. Right. And they look at me like I'm cuckoo. Yep. And uh, part of that is the underlying message in that is, what are you known for? You know, what are you doing? Uh, and, and to me, just, just become known for something, you know? Uh, commit to the education, the time, the leadership skills, communication skills to be loaned for something. So let's move on to business leadership mm -hmm. before we end. I think where we have an issue with going off track yeah. here and there. Okay. Um, and uh, business leadership to me is all about the team. Okay. okay? Um, there are finances and there's other things there. Uh, I've always felt that uh, if you focus on people, all, most of those things will take care of their spells, especially if you're semi-logical semi about your spending. Right. The peop most people don't have income issues, they have expense issues. That's right. And, um, uh, and so, you know, that, that's part. So to me, um, we've got to grow our teams. And uh, this is an area where I've gotten so much better in the last five to seven years. It, by the way, it coincides with the growth in our practice. And it's an area where uh, other people that I meet um, tell me that I need to get even better at it. And uh, so, you say you grow them. You're growing them individually outside of the profession. You're trying to help. Well, I, <laughs> give me an example of that. I call it handholding. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't I don't want to put anybody into a box that right. you're a dental assistant. This is all you do. Okay, sure, sure. Okay. But to me, it's about <clears throat> testing people out. Right. Okay. Uh, like for example, uh, I gave you a test this year. I don't know if you remember it even, uh, but I talked to you about. Listen, Chuck. I want my facility to be unbelievably beautiful. Right. I want you to take ownership of this for me. Right. Okay. You remember that, I, right? Yeah. And uh, so we went through a whole thing, right? Right. So in my mind. I put this off on you. Right. Okay. okay. So if you succeed, great. If you don't succeed, not so great. Correct. Right. But to me, that's part of team leadership. It's partly recognizing when people are ready. Right. And partly giving them the tools and the definition. Because we sat down and I defined it pretty clearly right. about what I was hoping to accomplish. And then also partly about being there as a support structure for them uh, to go there. And, and part of it's also asking somebody if they're ready. You know, I'll go back to the example that I use with my uh, uh, my newest dental assistant. Uh, I want her to be in charge of the clinical trials. And and, and part of it is also this. It's uh, they, they, people want more. I, I'm convinced whether they say it or not, they want more. And they want more, they don't want more hours. 
They want more satisfaction. They want they want to they want to feel like they're internally growing. Well, you know, it's a great litmus test on that. Um, and this is something because I think a lot of people are listening. If they're content, which is okay. okay. But here's a good way. I think content is not okay, but that's all right. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's 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 hard. It's right. difficult. Um, a good litmus test on that is this: walk through your office, give yourself two days, and every time you do something as a dentist, put a little post-it note with a hash mark. Is this something someone else in the office could do? Right. Not should, but could or should. And then you think to yourself, we know what the average dental time is worth. The biggest overhead in the practice is you. Right, the dentist. The dentist. So when you start looking at things. It's time, but the time is related to the dentist. And maybe you've just evolved into a point where that's what we've always done. Yeah. But if you're wanting to make a change, that's the first thing I would do. Look at who's, who's balancing the credit card, who is making the temporary, who is following up with the patient. Clinical and non-clinical. Clinical and non-clinical, right? And then look around you. And then you have people who ask you for a raise. And my response always is when I ask, you know, I have a dental lawyer come to me and say, hey, I'd like to get a raise. How do you think I should approach my boss because you guys are friends? Yeah. I ask everyone that's right here, why do you deserve a raise? And what did you do to buy more time for this doctor? And show? the answer can't be, I've been here another year. Listen, that doesn't work. Right? We're in the industry where, okay, so I agree. Yeah. But I like to challenge people. I'm like, what did you do to grow the practice and give the doctor more time. Yeah. If you can't answer that, you think I'd ask my employer for a raise? Heck no. No. So so go around and that's something to do. Take a post note, just two days, because you'll know in two days, yeah. what am I doing? Again, credit card balancing, um, lab, managing my lab cases. You're a doctor. Okay, you've got trained professionals around you that should be doing that, and guess what? They want to do that. Yeah, and I think that's, they're, they're what you just said, they want to do that. That to me is where dentists are failing. That's leadership, yeah. right? Right. That's just saying, hey, Chuck, what, what more would you like to do in the practice? You know, for me, I tell my team, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty transparent with my team. Absolutely. You know, I say, listen, would you like to make more money? Yep. You know, and, and I, I've learned, like, for example, I use Liz. Yep. Okay. I don't ask Liz if she wants to make more money. I'll say, Liz, do you want to earn more vacation time? Okay. Right? And she'll say yes. And I'll say, well, great. Let's come up with a plan to do that. Right. Okay. And, and I say, Liz, these are the things I'm doing right now that I, I just, I need, I need, you said something to me um, that stuck in my head. You talked about bandwidth, mm -hmm. okay? And um, you said a person only has so much bandwidth. Right. And we, we have to choose how we use that bandwidth. And I've been poor at how I use that bandwidth. Yeah. And, and what I'm working on now, and it doesn't happen overnight, it takes time. Right. Yeah, what I'm working on now is releasing my bandwidth because I'm convinced, and I know this in my heart, that if I open up bandwidth, I'll, I'll fill it with something much greater. You have to be disciplined on that. You know, and, and, and I'll fill it with not junk, but I'll fill it with something that's more fulfilling because we're at a stage of fulfillment in life. And um, well, so, so to put a bow on this, because uh, so we can stay on your time. Yeah. Um, I'm way past time. It's, okay. it's real simple. It's very, very simple. You ask yourself this. Is my team holding me back or am I holding my team back? I would, I would argue that it's almost always the dentist holding the team back. And here's how you can tell. It's another simple test. How is your turnover? So let's go into that for a second, okay? Yeah. Mo most dentists, when they hear that, they will say, I don't have turnover. And I would argue that's why you're holding your team back. Right. Because you're surrounding yourself with content people that don't want more. It's safe. It's safe. Yeah. I would argue that uh, I, I'm a believer that you should have 10 to 20% turnover on an annual basis. Yeah. It's tough, and that's a that would be a great podcast. Yeah. So we'll come back to that. So uh, make a note of that. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. Uh, and I'm not saying every year, sure. but I'm saying average out over. Like, how about this? You should you almost never should have the same people for five years. That's right. That's right. As a as a group. You know, as a group of five people, six people, seven people, uh, there, there's almost no way yeah. you should have just those same five people. Again, I'm a numbers guy. Yeah. If you're growing over this course of five years, if you're growing in your practice or you're growing with your personal goals, then everything is fine. Yeah. If you're flat... But if you're growing, you need more people. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, did we accomplish some of the things today? And let's yeah. recap real quick. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, again, we're on the T-Bone Speaks podcast. Uh, I'm here with Chuck McKee. Uh, I'm on T-Bone, and we're talking about the two hats that every dentist must wear. Uh, the hat as the tradesman or the employee of the practices, 
uh, where you're the dentist yourself and uh, the multiple things that you have to do there to work in your job, uh, the role of being a teammate to everybody, uh, the role of working on your trade skills so that you can move up the ladder. Uh, and then we're talking about leadership. And with leadership, we're talking about working on your practice, uh, the education, the components, the communication skills, uh, the personal branding, which is very big uh, for me. Uh, and I don't want people to take it uh, uh, in a different sense for me because uh, because I am a brander in the sense of I'm outside of my practice right. in, in a national role. I think personal branding starts internally with your practice, goes to a regional level or just at your community level even, and may never go beyond that. But the mindset has to be there. And about business leadership and working with your teammates uh, as a business leader. And whether you're an owner or non-owner, I promise you, if you spend time with the team, uh, because, you know, I, I want to leave with this. Um, even if you're an associate, that assistant, in a way, works for you. Right. Okay? Even though you may not write the check, you may not pay the bills, but if you can grow that assistant around you, he or she will be loyal for life, they will recruit others to work with you, and teammates in that practice that want that type of leadership will flock to you. And um, it's unbelievably important. To me, this podcast is important for owners, unbelievably important for non-owners. Absolutely. I agree. So um, my sales message for today, uh, uh, this podcast and everything that we do is supported by 3D Dentists, which is our training center uh, here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Our core focus is on helping practices grow by working smarter, not harder, uh, not by seeing more patients, but by seeing less patients and working within the patients within the practice. Uh, this all comes from leveraging technology. Uh, our core audience are people that own Serona Cone Beam Imaging and uh, Serona Seric Technology. We do have a few programs that are for those that are wanting to get into that world, uh, but our core focus is for people that have that. If you find the podcast helpful, uh, we would love for you to support us by coming to any of our speaking events or any of our training programs uh, here in Raleigh or in other areas around uh, the country. So again, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm making a concerted effort to be T-Bone 2.0. I don't know if you noticed that or not. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yeah. Appreciate your time. Yeah. 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 Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to T-Bone Speaks with Dr. Tarun Agarwal. Remember to keep striving for excellence and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hey, podcast family, T-Bone here. Are you a dentist looking to elevate your practice and profits? Then pay close attention. Introducing the 3D Business Mastermind, the dental business coaching program designed for dentists who want to see real results. I've walked the path of practice ownership for nearly 25 years. I know your challenges. I felt your pain. This is your opportunity to overcome the chaos, the busyness, and the financial frustrations of owning a dental practice. Imagine a dental practice where your appointment book is highly productive, doing the dentistry you enjoy, your team is self-motivated, and your profits keep climbing. That's what the 3D Business Mastermind is all about. In this exclusive mastermind, you'll join a league of ambitious dentists driven to elevate their practices. You'll gain access to proven strategies, personalized coaching, and a community that understands your journey. So if you're ready to supercharge your dental practice and enjoy the success you deserve, visit www.3d-dentists.com and take the first step towards a brighter future in dentistry by filling out the 3D Business Mastermind application. Now, let's get to this week's episode.